The Dude Fox Podcast. It's been a busy week for the podcast. Thanks to everyone who got in touch about last week's episode. It was great to have Jonas in with us. He even made his work on the Saturday morning. Uh, we also hit a thousand followers on Twitter. If you aren't already following, we're at Dode Fox Podcast on there, as well as Facebook and Instagram. So thanks to everyone who does follow, retweet and gets involved. Uh, we also gave away a brilliant Tanadice print. That was from Matthew I.J. Wood Design. Uh, well done to Brian Burns, who won that. And thanks for listening. Thanks for streaming, rating and subscribing. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts and SoundCloud. This week we are talking about alternate kits, Patek Thistle Away, the squad and the loan report, plus we'll have a community trust update and on this day. It's all coming up on episode 7 of the Dode Fox podcast. So welcome back to the Dode Fox podcast. Paul, it's uh, another week and another kit. Another kit, it's a nice one as well. Uh, do, do you think it's as, as good as the first one? In every way. In every way? I, I am... I quite like it. Okay. I quite like it. Not only did I quite like the reveal again. Yeah, that was excellent. But it just looks really good. Yeah. It looks really, really good. We haven't seen it in its entirety yet, though, because we wore tangerine socks on Friday. So the, the players haven't really worn it yet. Mm. But uh, I, I I like it, and uh, I'll definitely be getting purchased. I don't think it's as spectacular as the, the primary kit, but it's up there. 20% discount as well. <laughs> Well, it is a spectacular then. It's as simple as that. My wallet is thinking it's phenomenal. Uh, another good reveal as well. Uh, yeah, we're, we're getting not too bad at these things, are we? Yeah. Yeah, so basically a five-a-side match mm-hmm. at the High Performance Centre um, featuring uh, Shankland, Smith. Dennis was in goal, took no mercy as well, he by the way. almost ended you've seen a the kid's video. career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they got to uh, to see the kit. It's on sale from the 23rd of August. Mm-hmm. And if you've got any queries about sizes, price and all that kind of stuff, uh, the club have put out, you can tweet at DUFC shop for any of those questions. I imagine it's probably along the same lines. It will be, yeah. I think there was an issue with the sizing or people were thinking there was going to be an issue with the sizing for the home kit. But I think at worst, you maybe had to buy a size up from what you normally did you? would wear. Uh, you know what? I can't remember. Oh. I think I did. Yeah, I'm a double XL with this new home kit, primary kit, sorry. Uh, and normally I'm an XL, and that's not because I've got a gut. Yeah. Okay. Yes, but uh, yeah, another good kit. I quite like it. Um, I like to say the reveals are, have been really good, you know, especially for the kids. You yeah. know what I mean? At that age. Of course, they'll always remember that. They'll you know, always remember that. They were a part of that, and uh, it's been well received again. Did we get a final score in that game, by the way? Oh, you know what? I think there was, but I was just... Looking I was at the kit. Too busy watching yeah. Dennis just ending careers. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Maybe get him up front or something. <laughs> but no, uh, another good one. Um, worth the wait. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't losing sleep over it. There was talk on social media. Why have I not got it out yet? We're playing on Friday, and we'll have to wear it. And it's Wednesday, and we've not even gotten awake. What's going on? And then that led to speculation from us as well last week. Uh, where we thought it was black with tangerine pinstripes, but uh, I don't know. I don't know why they left it until the last possible minute to release it to the fans. But you know, it, it's that's what it is. It's done. It's nice, and it'll be getting bought. <laughs> you mentioned last week about that um, what the kit might be because mm-hmm. the rumours and all that yeah. black with a pinstripe. Are you surprised the pinstripe is the way it is and not? I thought it was going to be up and down. 
So did I. I thought it was going to be vertical. Yeah, but yeah. I did. Uh, I quite like it. I think it's not a good kit. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. And um, Macron have done well. The best thing about it, it has a 100% record. Mm-hmm. Friday night. <laughs> well, that's it. Wear it all the time. After the weather that was horrendous. Yeah. The biblical rainfall. 1,100 Arabs on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Each and every one of them an absolute trooper. A 2-1 win. What did you think? It was a game of two halves, and it was also a game that I needed to watch twice. Uh, me and you are doing this United podcast, and I kind of feel like a bit of a charlatan because not one of us went to the game. No, we didn't. You know uh, what? And it, I mentioned this the other week, right? And sorry to jump in, but the 7.05 kickoff is a just a kick in the balls to get from my work, which mm-hmm. is based in our growth, yeah. to there at 7.05. If I had that extra 40 minutes... It probably could have been all right. Yeah, there's, but there's a decision that he made there. Yeah. And the weather wasn't great and all this. And, mm. But again, we doffed the cap to those... Well, yeah, without a doubt. ...who did go. Without a doubt. But yes, charlatans we are. We Continue. Are, yeah. Continue. Okay. <laughs> it was a game of two halves, without a doubt. First half, and uh, like I'm in a group chat with, with Ronnie, so I will, I'll say what he, he texted me at halftime. Do you remember what you texted me at halftime, Ron? It was just one word, wasn't it? It was just one word. And turgid. It, yeah, it wasn't turgid, and it rhymes with night. <laughs> but I think oh, people, yes. will, people will be yeah. able to yeah. establish what that text may well, have been. Well, um, maybe a bit of a strong word on it, because I thought we started, the, actually looking back, we started the game pretty well. Yeah. I actually think for the first... First five, ten minutes was okay. About 15 minutes, I think we're we're, we're doing all right. Um, but we really fell out of the game mm-hmm. until about half time. Yeah. Um the goal was too easy for them. You know, they beat two players with ease, same with a header. And I thought our build-up was really slow. Mm-hmm. We seemed to go really direct towards... Yeah, we reverted to... Sir Lawrence. Yeah, we reverted to doing all the things that we ain't good at and the mucking about at the back, passing it between themselves and then just launching it. And that is... It's never been the way that we've had any success playing that way. Yeah. Uh, but having watched it back, because as I say, I watched the game twice... When I watched it back, I didn't actually think we were as bad as I initially thought when I first watched that first half. But there was definite improvement needed. Yeah, so, I mean, I watched I, I watched it... Um, yeah, I, I watched it in, and again, I think I was getting just critical because I wasn't watching on my own. Mm-hmm. When I watch on my own, and this might sound really sad, I, I can get really... Not that I'm, I'm not, I analyse games to any kind of level, but I got a wee bit more right into it. Mm-hmm. But when you've got a few of you there, it's a little bit different. You know, when something happens, something wrong that I'm not, I've not got an opinion on and somebody's shouting, that's shite or whatever. I'm like, oh, it must have been. Yeah. You know, I kind of maybe got into it a wee more, but when I watched it back uh, and it kind of extended highlights and stuff, and especially the first half when I watched it, I thought 15, 20 minutes, we were okay. Yeah. yeah. But we just really fell out the game. We ran out of ideas in that first half as well, for, for whatever reason. And as you say, we lost a, a goal that wasn't the best. I mean, from from their point of view, it was a great goal. Guy gets the ball, takes on a man, skips past him, good cross to the back post, and by one's a header. But yeah, it was completely avoidable. So talk us through your charlatan watch of the match. My charlatan watch of the match. Well, I ended up at uh, one of my one of my pals' houses. Uh, she works in the United shop, so there was a, there was a good few of us. But similar to you, there was uh, a lot of voices, a lot of opinions about the game. So I'm just trying to mind my own business, preparing myself for the halftime stovies, the halftime pies, 
trying to keep kids amused. Uh, but there was a lot of there was a lot of shouting and yeah, there was some colourful language at the time. They are we doing like an away away day food league? Well, I mean, Can you, I, get, I mean, you just mentioned stovies and pies there. What's well, going on? I'll mention Sue's stovies then. They, they they were different. They were made with some sort of brown sauce concoction. I'd never had that before, but but I'm telling you what, I liked them. I liked them. I'm not sure how I feel about that. When I got told, I wasn't sure how I felt about it because she had me at Stovies when she was like, do you want to come up and watch the game in my house? I was like, why not? Serving Stovies at half time. I'm there. That's it, I'm there. But then the discussion went to how they were made and brown sauce got mentioned and it's, I'm a ketchup guy, to be totally honest with you. You had pies as well though. uh, There was, yeah, pies. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. I had more than one. That would have been a waste, you know? Didn't well, waste anything. I had, I had a few I had a few round of mine to watch the game. Uh there were no stovies, there were no pies, mm-hmm. uh there was cider, uh and there was a load of chicken wings and pizza for oh. a kind of more Americanish yeah, you went full slash Italian there. take on the food. Mm-hmm. Um and uh up to half time it was the best part. Yeah, yeah, without <laughs> a doubt. Well the fir- first half was just chaos in that house. Uh but but second half. Second half, we came out the traps. And we played far better. We seemed to play with a purpose. We were driving forward. Everybody was working uh, really hard. I get the sense that there's a real uh, sense of togetherness at the, within the players th- this season. I'm not saying it wasn't always there, but certainly this season I'm feeling it a little bit more. Big difference as well. The f- full-backs were bombing on. Yeah, um, yeah. I think midfield took a hold of the game. We created mm-hmm. a bit more uh, openings. And I think it shows when Jamie Robson got man the match yeah. from the people watching the game and I know some of the blogs big Siggy's gave it to Jamie and stuff yeah. like that um, so I would think at half time there was a probably maybe a recheck of mm-hmm. lads here's yeah. what we need to do as well as a wee kick of the backside mm-hmm. to up it a little bit because it was the proverbial game of two halves mm. well Nielsen so, said after the game that he never in, in the house that I was in watching it we were all thinking right hopefully he's going to go in that dressing room and start tearing the strip off him that was the the general feeling in the room, but then after the game, Nielsen's come out and said, "No, I never really, never raised my voice. You know, I just told them to keep doing what they're doing." But whatever he said, it worked because we absolutely upped upped a couple of gears. That is, that was more than apparent. And uh, Jamie Robson was excellent second half. He was he was excellent defensively, and he drove the team forward as well on numerous occasions. The only thing about us having these attacking style fullbacks as it leaves us a bit short and it leaves us prone to Mr Connolly making rash decisions and picking up bookings to be fair though I thought he managed this game really well he done well especially on a booking well, he done very well given and this is what we discussed uh, quite early on in the match well, at mine watching the game is look at the amount of fouls that went without any, any card in the opening 5 or 10 minutes Butcher within about yeah Five minutes to smash the boy. Yeah. Somebody went through uh, Shankland as well in yeah. the first minute. So a lot of this and all got, and it was whether it was his first tackle free here or mm. or what. And then Connolly got booked and I kind of thought, if anyone was due a booking, that was probably the most lenient of the lot. But yeah. whether that was, you know what, he's a fudge your chances. But I thought you managed this game really well. He did, yeah. You know, because he can be rash. But... I like his aggressiveness. Something's mm. in the air. I know last I think last week he went through Jordan White a little bit aggressively and he got it pulled up against him. But it was nothing unusual, I thought, on first mm. look. But again, whether it's another one of these things refs are told to 
thingy yeah. down on a little Plus bit. Plus, he's probably got a reputation of, you know, a lot of his bookings are. Like, I wouldn't. Apart from his rugby tackle at Tynecastle, yeah, but uh, get, he gets booked for things that are not—they're not horrendous tackles where he's—he's he's really going to hurt somebody. Yeah. It's just rash, you know. He'll grab somebody or he'll be a wee bit early and he'll just catch them. There's nothing—I don't think he's malicious mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form. But uh, to play the way he did, uh, especially in the second half on a booking, uh, he, he was excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the goals—I think the one who concede isn't great. I think we. Uh, he, like I say, he beats he beats two men quite easily. The ball comes across. I think Jamie gets caught a wee bit under it. Mm-hmm. Boy's a lot bigger than Robson as well. You know, you're arguing that Liam Smith should be close at the post. I'm not so sure. And it just it was a rubbish goal to to give away, which yeah. gave them a real purpose because yeah, well, they've had a rough week, Panic Thistle. Of course they have. <laughs> of course they. Have. I don't know how Willie Collum got to the game because he usually comes in on the away team's bus. <laughs> Uh, and the fact that the fact that uh, Patrick done a here a team bus now, I'm not sure how he got there. <laughs> so and then, like you say, in the second half, um, great goal from a great move actually. It was I a thought, great uh, move. McMullen does really well. Another great it, cross. It's all about mixing the crosses up, mm-hmm. you know, because in the first half when he goes through, and I think most people are saying square it, square it, square it, and he tries to have a shot, and I'm not sure where it ends up. Mm. But then there, he he stands the man up, great ball at the back post. Yeah. Shankler doesn't even have to connect correctly. No, he's he's trolling keepers now. I'll yeah. just I'll just scalaff this into the back of your net, pal. Yeah, and then so, uh, but you could then see mm-hmm. it was really, we're in the ascendancy there. You know, we were really took hold of the game. I thought Stanton was really good again. I thought Butcher went about his business really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, the fullbacks got on, and one thing you mentioned about the fullbacks bombing on, and I won't give we won't always praise a lot of ex managers. But one thing I liked the way we set up uh, when we had uh, Robertson, Douglas, all these kind of guys playing at fullback, is when those fullbacks went, you probably had Peyton and Rankin mm-hmm. as the sitting midfielders, yeah. and they would always go into left and right back as cover. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure we quite do that yet because well, Stanton still gets forward. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. think Butcher should be doing. Well, yeah, or and he had a, he had a good game on on Friday. Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying anything against that, but that's that's the way I see it. Like if if Jamie Robson's bombing forward or if, or if Smith's bombing forward on the other flank, then is that no Butcher's role to, mm. to sit and maybe cover for them? Possibly. I mean, we again, speculation of mm-hmm. being the football managers that we are. Yes. <clears throat> but yeah, that's for me, it's something that, that always happened back then. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, because we're playing 4 because back then we would have played a 4 2 3 one. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's, it's maybe something. But that, that was my only... That was kind of the only concern when we got picked off a little bit. But I yeah. think it's work in progress, you know. Yeah, it's and it's, it's going to happen if both fullbacks are bombing down mm. the line. Plus, especially in the second half, we were chasing the game. Yes. It's not like we, it was all square or, or we were or one up. Uh, we were chasing the game. So if, if the, the emphasis was on attack, then that, that was more than fair enough. And then we we get one all. We go in search of the winner. And a nice move again. Another, a lovely move. A yeah. man coming off the bench five minutes before, and it was nice to see Pollock back in there. Yeah, he's he's a he's going to be a big player for us if we can keep him fit. He really is, uh, and it was an absolute raker of a, what what we're going to say a three centimeter drive into the back of the so. net. I would think it's so. No further out than three centimeters, but, yeah. he had, but I think he had to get there because the the Partick defender was he was closing in, and he might have got a. A foot to it. He did apologise to Lon Shankland. Yeah, never apologise for scoring goals. But I also think the defender is 
pretty close. Yeah, you, you had to make sure. Yeah. If you had a left it and the guy cleans it out and kicks it off the line. When the when the ball comes out to Louis Pair, do you think he means to lay it off to Jamie Robson? I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And I thought, Jamie Robson, touch, cross, and Shankland again. Shankland's there again. Almost scores again. Yeah. Uh, and then Pollock puts in. So I think for... In terms of that, I thought it was really good to see um, Pollock back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, he's he's if he, we keep him fit, he's he's a good player, especially at this level. He will make a difference in a lot of games. Mm-hmm. The old man wasn't very happy with the goal, to be honest with you, because he just shouted on Leo to go and get him the last can of cider out of the fridge. So as Leo's on route back with the can of cider, Pollock scores. We man's jumping up and down with the last can of cider in his hand. Old man couldn't open it for fifteen minutes. He was raging. Oh, it was hilarious. <laughs> so childish. At least he would have got it at full time it. then. <laughs> <laughs> celebratory cider after the game. Uh, yeah, so I mean, it, it was one of those moments, though. You know, I think I was yeah. the same. I was... And I tell you what, Paul enjoyed the goal, as did a lot of the teammates. So mm. he's, he's obviously quite a popular member. Yeah. And I noticed Nielsen was in about it as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah, that's that, but that's what I'm saying earlier, like the, the sense of togetherness between them all. They're all fighting for the same the same goal. They've all got the same drive. And, you know, it's going to be important this season. Man the match? Jamie Robson. Yeah. Yeah, for me it had to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's between him and Sam Stanton for me. Sam Stanton was excellent. Really tough to yeah. uh, to separate. I know, mm-hmm. I thought Stanton over the most of the game, I thought Robson had a really good second half. You know, we can't, can't disagree there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, then I thought I thought Stanton played really well. Kind of like a kind of like a new player. He's got this new lease of life because yeah. we said it last week when Jonas was here. We thought he was away. Yeah, you know, we speculated yeah. he was. It was no chance. Most and, fans probably would have thought that just because he was he was struggling to get in the match day squad. And there's the end of last season. So there's Harks and you know Harks come on for the last ten. He done well. I know King's not been on the park yet, so yeah. it just shows there's competition in there. Yeah, you know, but it I really. Is. Yeah, I was hard, hard pushed to pick between Robson and Stanton for me. Shankland, that's now seven goals in six games, all competitions. Yeah. Five and two what, league was games. That, what's that every week? He's going to score a lot of goals. Uh, Robbie Nielsen's now got 60 points from 30 league games. That, that should win you the league. You would think yeah, so, wouldn't two you? Two points, yeah. Two yeah, points yeah. every game. There was a, somebody put a stat on uh, Twitter about when Connolly and Reynolds play together as well, uh, because there's a lot of people that think they're quite harsh and they're maybe a bit reckless when they're going into certain challenges but they've they've only conceded something like 15 goals in 19 games or something when they play together I'll take that yeah because it's not often that we concede more than one or two then it must be no I think there's been two I think there's been two games when that pairing has conceded two goals I look forward to the tweets correcting me on that (laughs) yeah we're good at that we are we don't deal in facts (laughs) on this podcast as last week showed Um, it was an important win more than a great win yeah, it, well, it, it told you, you a lot a about great the performance team. Win, no, I think, of course, you know. it told you a lot about the team because it's all very well when you're winning games four one and everybody's confidence is up. But you've got in this league, especially, you've got to dig in. There's going to be as many games like this as there will be running away four one winners in games. So it, it showed an our good side to the team. And it's probably a game going one nil down. We've speculated before as how we come back, mm-hmm. come back really well. Not so sure we do that last year, the year before, or even yeah. the year before that. No, we probably don't. Yeah. No, we we were usually the team that would go one nil up and then capitulate. <laughs> so to go one nothing down, yeah. uh, and albeit like I didn't think Partick were great on the night. Uh, 
and they, they could struggle again but, this season, depending but again, on... But then we, were, we weren't great in the first half. No, no, but we know. stuck to it and uh, we overcome it in the second half. So, man the match goes to Jamie Robson. I think we've agreed on that. Definitely. We've got a massive three points, six out of six. Free week this week coming up. Is that uh, a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's a bad thing because you've got that run of, of games. But again, it depends who you'd have got in the bet, Fred. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, up the road of having been great shakes and I've whipped out Aberdeen the bet, Fred. Mm-hmm. You know, East Fife have whipped out them um, mm. of the zombie place. But yeah. so that could then dent your hopes. My, my thinking would be, and again, we, we don't know, is closed door game maybe for guys like Paula and So, yeah, you know, and Harks and King as well who haven't played much games. Mm. Um, I would imagine that the players will get a couple of days off as well. Yeah, uh, you would think so. Yeah, I think they'll probably have earned that or the, the decent start to the season. And it's things like more training for guys like Paula and, and so to get them near 100%, you know, yeah. and I know uh, Nielsen said after the game that they are just back. I, I don't think there was any real chance of so coming on on Friday mm-hmm. unless something dramatic maybe happened. Because mm-hmm. I know uh, whereas Paul had done the warm-up and everything last week and was obviously a bit closer, but he's had a really bad knee injury yeah. that's needed a lot of treatment, it's needed a lot of time. So to him to get, 20, was it 25 minutes or so on Friday? I would imagine it'll be like that for a couple of games. And now you've got two weeks though. Yeah. So it's a I nice... I still wouldn't throw him in. I still wouldn't throw him no. in. Even though in my in my ideal starting 11, I probably put him on the left. And the left-hand side... It wasn't as effective this week as it was uh, against Inverness the week before. Whatever the reason for that, I don't know, because Clark and a pair, they got swapped around after 20, 25 minutes or so. It just never seemed to work uh, until Jamie Robson put on his rocket-heeled boots at half-time and, <laughs> and, and got bombing went. down that line. Yeah. Talking about the squad then, um, I said to you yesterday, um, it's a real strong 18 on Friday night, plus mm-hmm. Scott Banks wasn't in the squad, mm-hmm. Logan Chalmers wasn't in the squad, and you've still got guys that are around the first team, Freddie Franz and Adrian Spurla. Yeah. It's a strong 22, in my opinion, is, especially uh, at this level, <clears throat> and uh, is easily the best squad we've had in the championship. Yeah, yeah, on paper. On paper it certainly is, and I could imagine that the, the, most of these guys would get in all the other team squads from the the league as well. We'll just have to we'll just have to hope that we're not wrong, you know, because we've looked at some squads that we've had before and thought, yeah, they're mm-hmm. all right. I mean, you look at the I mean, same starting eleven obviously on um, on Friday night. You look at the bench: Dennis in the goal. Mm-hmm. You've got Paula, So, Cammy Smith, Ian Harks, Adam King, and then Paul Watson for your cover. You're covered all over the park. Yeah much as you can but you've got I think you're now looking at the bench and you're at, there is impact there mm-hmm. you know Big Osmond's in there Pollock's impact was clear scored the goal Hearts worked well for his 10 minutes Cammy Smith last week when he come on set up the goal set up the fourth goal yeah I felt a bit sorry for him not not getting a game on mm-hmm. Friday yeah. uh, not from the start because as, as we discussed last week personally I wouldn't have changed the start in 11 but come half time of that game on, on Friday night I really didn't think that the left-hand side was working and I thought maybe we'll stick Cammy Smith on, but he, he never. And 
and it doesn't really matter because we won. But uh, I, I thought Cammy might have came on at some point because mm. he done himself. Uh, you know, he was good the, the week before when he came on. He made a difference, set a goal up. I don't know what more he can do. So we've mentioned him, the curious case of Scott Banks. Mm. Yeah, what is going on there? So we all thought he was really unfortunate not to start against Inverness. Yeah. I think from our fans and our real, he's one of our young boys, you know, we want him mm-hmm. to start. Nicky Clark starts the game, done very well. And then on Friday there, when we saw the team, I'm like, oh, Paul, it's in, oh, Paul's on the bench. That's quite yeah. good. Oh, Osman's on the bench as well. And for, for a split second, I kind of went, oh, that's all right. And I think it was a, a couple of minutes later, I went, and then you oh, notice the omissions. Yeah, wait a minute. You know, Logan's not in there. And yeah. Who, again, we're wrong about the youth, that they get their chances and they should. And Louis Yapert is clearly taking his chance at the moment, which mm-hmm. is brilliant. And I would have, I've said it, I would have the three young boys as part of my full squad. Every Whether they don't all have to be in the 18, starting 11, that kind of thing, but I would have them in. But it was a bigger mission of two left-sided players as well. Yeah. And just so happens with that cloud that's sitting above Scotty Banks with the transfer window during the week and apparent bids getting mm. rejected and stuff. Yeah. It's an interesting one. It is, it is. And I, I hope that there's nothing uh, malicious at all in this, in, in a sense that I hope that we're not going to have a similar situation to what we had with Scott Allen many moons ago where this, a young guy's come through and he's looked absolutely fantastic. And then four games later, we've tried to renew his contract and he's then wanted to be one of the highest paid players in the club. And then ultimately, well, we all know how that ended. Uh, he had to he had to go. So I hope it's nothing like that because I would imagine most fans are quite happy that we've been able to retain him through this transfer window. And who knows what the bids were? I mean, people are saying six figures, but I mean, that that's quite a, a big scope. Mm. Uh, so who knows what they were and... Uh, the, the amounts that were offered to us for him but he, he needs games and it's the same with Chalmers he needs games as well and the little that we've saw of Banks we would have thought well he's going to get games this season and he's going to get games at us uh, and I still hope that's the case but when everybody's fit if if uh, if there is an issue with him I could see them just keeping him keeping him out of the, the picture for a wee mm. while and I hope it's not as I say I'm I'm completely speculating on the on the basis of having zero knowledge about this other than what I read in the papers, uh, and I hope that there's nothing in it. But he needs games, and if we're not going to give him games, then put him out and give him games. Yeah, give him games somewhere. Same with Chalmers. One thing that we we said, and I think we said it last week as well, is if he's sold, what you're selling? Well, you're selling potential. Yeah, massive potential you, because you don't know how good that will be, mm. how much that will come to fruition. You know, you're, you're just based on what it is. So, and another player who has, has that potential, we have seen go out on loan and is quite clearly tearing it up in League Two at the moment. Yeah. Declan Glass scored again. Another screamer, apparently. Yeah. For all they drew Albion Rovers. Defence is on top. Defence is very much on top. So he's he's out there into January. And I hope, and certainly already, it looks like that will do him the absolute world of good. Yeah, of course. By going there. You, you, you only get better by playing. If you're sitting in the stand every week, it doesn't matter if you're if you're training with the first team all the time. If you're not playing, you're not going to get as, as good as you could possibly mm-hmm. be. And the thing is, as well, we're having the score, we've mentioned that, it's a strong 18, plus those four players, Banks, Chalmers, France, Spurla. It's a strong 22, mm-hmm. and I think... That is what the manager 
has wanted mm-hmm. the whole time. But he still wants to bring somebody else in, according to him. Yes. Probably left midfielder, we think, and that's that's probably where it has to be. Well the one the one that was linked a couple of weeks ago and it, who knows what's happened with it, but <laughs> Elliot Freer and he it's been is weeks now. Yeah, and he is a left midfielder. Uh so that's why we're just we're assuming that he's he's looking for a left midfielder. Because I think we we must me- we must have mentioned his name every week now for three weeks. Yeah. Must have. Yeah. You know, still Jonas spoke about it, spoke about his chance creation, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're a week down the line. Yeah. There's nothing. I think before the first league game as well, Nielsen said that he'd hoped to have somebody in mm. by that first league game. So who knows what the holdup is? Or I mean, it could be our side. It could be at the, the guy's side. Mm-hmm. We might be looking at somebody else that we're not even aware of yeah. just now. Who knows? Who knows? Talking of loans, a couple of loans as well. A couple of the young boys went out. Uh, Alison Jones and Michael MacArthur. They've went out and joined Brotty Athletic Juniors on loan until January. Uh, I think I think Alison Jones started the game yesterday. I didn't see anything to say that MacArthur got on, but the updates that we were we were finding online about the game, uh, they weren't the best. So maybe he was there. Maybe he was there. But have they come back? Having been to the Louis Appear school at bulking up and filling out, then they'll be in the team post January, I would imagine. You would think so. I mean, it's, it's the turnaround in him has been frightening. We, we, one of the guys that was here on uh, was here on Friday watching the game. It's not United fans, general football fan. We know from playing teams well. So Sean was up here and he said, boy's a decent size, isn't he? Yeah. So he, he was at the juniors. Just, and he said to me, did he come on when we were watching Lockheed United? I said, yep, that's the exact same guy. Mm-hmm. And he said, pretty similar to what you said the other week, Telling me he was at the juniors and whatever month it was we watched them, I'd have never believed you if he said he was starting for United yeah. in August. And I was like, yep, same guy. Yeah, same guy. I say it every week. I'm, I'm like his biggest fan, it feels like. But And and even on Friday, I didn't think it, that he was all that good. He wasn't great. But the amount of work that the boy put in, he was up and down the line, you know, helping out in defence, trying to start attacks and, and help create things. And he assisted the assist. He did. He did assist the assist. But he's got such a great attitude. He's got a great attitude. And whether he's always had that or whether that's something that he's just developed over the last however many months since he got loaned out to the juniors, yeah. it could be something that's just clicked in his mind thinking, you know, better get my finger. This might be the last chance here. But whatever he's done, he's, it's working. And I know a lot a lot of people on Twitter will tag in Tony Asgard to tweets about players and that. Yeah, well, so, we mention him every week. So we will just tell him there are contract extensions needed. Yeah. Pretty quickly. Yeah. As well as signing Gareth Bale. (laughs) Yeah, well, we've got until the end of the month there. Okay. But yeah, I mean, certainly for that, I mean, a lot of these guys probably in the last year, so we have to kind of act pretty quickly, I would think. Yeah, but that might be a sticking point with Scott Banks. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Because this speculation's come in, maybe he's not really wanting to go, but he's thinking, or his agent. I want Shanklin wages. Well, maybe no. he's thinking, look, these guys are interested in me, so I'm I'm worth more than yeah. whatever I'm getting paid, which probably wouldn't be much in the grand scheme of things because he, he is at the level that he's at. And he was, what was he played for us? Three three games? A handful of games. Yeah. So you, uh, you can't be expecting to be paid ridiculous money, but, you know, who's, who's to say he's not worth a wee pay rise if mm. that's what he's looking for? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's all... Better security for him, better security for the club yeah, the, in a couple of years. The, the big thing with it now, though is that the regime running the club mm. is totally different from what we know yeah. and what we've heard and what we've read and what we've seen and been at Q&A events and stuff. 
is totally different than before. Like for the better, without a doubt, because yeah. I reckon two or three years ago that bid comes in, he's away, away. Yeah. He would have been in the chairman's car. I think the road. I think the Algerian Zizou is different. The, the rumor is he he hadn't really settled, or his wife hadn't really settled. Yeah, family reasons. That's went to enough. go. We got a bit of money. Fine, but for something like this, decent money for mm. talking six figures, if that's what it is. To, to say no, I mean, I said the other week, if it's 400 grand, that is the starting figure, mm-hmm. which means we well, could probably get double. Do we not get a development fee regardless? Yeah, like, it, like peanuts. Yeah, well, that's, see, I'm not, I'm not, peanuts. I'm not entirely clear on how much yeah. we get because we're kind of really in well, it's, well, it's not Charlie Telfer, and we don't have certain people yeah, well, on the board that are in our club. No, that that's true. The Charlie Telfer rule kind of yeah. so it, scunnered it everybody. Peanuts, I don't know. For argument's sake, it could be 20 grand. But was it not similar with uh, like Scott Allen? Did he not leave? Did, did they offer an amount for him, or did that go to a tribunal? Because he went down to West Brom initially when uh, Roy Hodgson bought him. But was that a case of... Well, we'll offer you this because we have to offer you that because that's the bare minimum that the tribunal will set the fee at. Or was that a tribunal that set that fee at? I just can't remember. But I know it was 400 grand. Yeah, I mean, that, that's likely to have been a bid for 400 grand. Right. I would have thought. Um, hmm. I know I played nine, nine times for us, by the way. You played nine? Nine, Scott Allen, nine I times. I thought you only played about four times. Played nine times. Yeah, four starts, five sub appearances in 2011. Hmm. You know, potential. <laughs> it was there back in the day. It was, and then he's moved around clubs, and it, it's the way it is. But yeah, I would, I would hate that. That's another um, situation. I would hope that yeah. that's not what's. And, going and no, well, that's it. We're not saying that that is what's happening. Mm. We hope that is absolutely not what's happening, and we hope that uh, he can maybe get a new contract, a couple of more years here, get plenty of games under his belt. Yeah. So, uh, there's a wee update as well on uh, Ryan McInnes this week. Yeah, the, the academy player that we mentioned last week, uh, he was he's the young lad that was playing for the under-15s and 16s over in Northern Ireland in the Super Cup, and he took a bit of a bad injury, and he was in hospital with a concussion. But uh, we're glad to hear that he, he was uh, discharged from the hospital on, I think it was Thursday past there. Uh, so, he's back with his family, so... We hope that you get back to full health really soon, buddy. Yeah, definitely we do. Um, we're going to be looking on this day very soon. Uh, first, though, a wee community trust update. They've got loads of stuff going on. Uh, of course, the open day, which is supposed to be yesterday, has been cancelled. It will now be held on Sunday, the 22nd of September. I think it was the right decision, given what it was like on Friday. It was, yeah, um, it was definitely the right decision, because even, uh, yeah, Friday was monsoon-like, uh, the weather's just a bit, you can't, you don't know what you're, no, what you're getting from, it's a, it's from bit, hour to hour just now. It's a bit, I was, nah. I was down, I was down at the, the East Stand on Thursday night, making up the goodie bags, so I know exactly what's going on there, you're getting a poster, <laughs> you're getting a set of cards with a, like individual players on them, you're getting a ticket to either, and I hope they don't change it, they shouldn't have to change it, but the, you're getting a ticket for an adult and a kid for the Queen of the South game, and the other game was the Alloa game. These games are in November and December, mm. uh, and there was some other flyers, word searches, autograph sheets in there. Uh, so they, their bags would have been a fight, or they will be a fiver when they're on sale at the, the open day. Did you sneak in any pictures yourself? Or? Uh, I did not, no, because no. that's that's be cruel for whoever spent a fiver and oh, you know, got my ugly mug. Up. 
Halloween is coming up, yeah. Cheers for that, Ron. <laughs> Kick him on when he's when he's down and ugly anyway. No real. So Sunday 22nd of September is when it's going to be, because it does sound like a great event. You know, when I was chatting to them about some of the stuff I was getting involved with, it did, did mm-hmm. sound pretty good. So hopefully they can do the same uh, thing there. there was, you know, you're going to meet the players. There was a, you know, they were training. There was a there was a game at the GA, and then there was come and try events. It was live music, all that kind of stuff. There was also when I, when I was down there on Thursday, and there was a, not just me that was down there. There was a team of about twenty volunteers. Uh, they were trying to source some tangerine paint, and I was thinking, oh, surely United will know where to get tangerine <laughs> paint. But but regardless, I was like, what do you need tangerine paint for? And it was because they were wanting to do like an Abbey Road thing okay. outside the ground. Oh, cool. Yeah, so, but it's not going to be black and white, obviously. It's yeah. going to be tangerine and yeah. black, I would imagine, on oh, the road. Awesome. Yeah. Oh. So if you've got three mates, Ron. <laughs> yeah, it's a Dundee guy that took that picture. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And it's now, that picture is 50 years old yeah. the other day. The same as tangerine. Indeed. See what we've done there, folks. <laughs> that wasn't even planned. That definitely wasn't. Um, so the Kilt Walk... It's coming up on Sunday, the Dundee Kilt Walk for 2019, and you mm. are taking part in it. Yeah, in Tell a, us more. In a moment of weakness, I, I agreed to do it, and even more weak, I said I would do the whole thing, because you could do six miles, or you could do 12 miles, or you could do the full, I think it's 25, so the full distance from St Andrews. All the way to Moneyfeath, where I'll see your ugly mug Indeed, at the finish line. I will be in the Kiltwalk Village, entertaining. Apparently, yeah. is the job title I've been so, given. So that's uh, that's next Sunday. So I'm looking forward to that. There's, I think, from the United Community Trust. I think there's something like 28 of us that are doing it uh, all together. And personally, I, I I only know about three of them. Uh, so I'll be I'll be a bit of an introduction for me on the day as well to seeing them. Uh, the, the reason that they're doing the kilt walk, we're raising money for the, the Christmas meal that they're, they're going to throw at Tanadice for uh, it's for local people that may not have any family to spend Christmas Day with, or families that may need the extra support at that time of the year. Uh, last year there were individuals, families, young children, elderly people that came along, and they all thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, so there was, I mean, it, it can't be done without the, the volunteers. Obviously, there's a lot of volunteers that that muck in and help with that. And I think last year when they were doing the kilt walk, they managed to raise about two grand for it. And as of the other day, the updates that I've had, I think we were about five grand or maybe just over five grand this year. Uh, so the community trust are starting to get in touch with organisations and groups that would know of individuals or families that, that may like to attend on the day. And if there's anyone listening to this right now, that you may know someone that, that you feel could benefit from company and support on Christmas Day, then by all means, get in touch with the Community Trust via one of their social media accounts or or even contact us here at the Dode Fox Podcast and, you know, I'll, I'll put you in touch with them. Uh, everybody's welcome. Everybody's welcome. So obviously ne- on next week's podcast, mm-hmm. which uh, will be a, it'll be recorded Monday to go out the Tuesday. It'll be recorded you, in Nine Wells t- Hospital. Tell it you recover, because I'm really looking forward to hearing how you felt during it, but how's your training been? The training's been all right. It's, uh, it's, I mean, it's. I feel, I feel like a bit of a fraud calling it training because all I'm doing is I'm just going for a walk. But, but it's a distance, you know. Yeah. It's a distance. So I've started uh, the first walk I'd done was twelve miles, and that was okay. Sore feet after it, and then I done thirteen and a half, and then I got that up to fifteen, and then I done a seventeen, and then a couple of weeks ago I done uh, twenty one and a half miles so that that took five hours 20 minutes or something uh but i think you've got to do it because if i was to just show up on the day having not walked or have uh, trained 
uh, then yeah, it would be a hell of a struggle. I mean, it's going to be a struggle. My body is not designed to be walking 25 miles, and I'm just hoping that the weather's not as bad as it's been uh, the last couple of days. So my training, my training's fine. I'm looking forward to it. It should be good, but I will be absolutely knackered when I see you next yeah, week. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a, a guy I work with is, is doing it, and he's, he's done it the last couple of years, I think it is. He said to me, and I'd said to him last week, How, how's the training going? And he says, oh... So I'm struggling with my back. You know, typical. Same here. You know, one, yeah. one of them. But he's struggling with his back before he's had to walk. You've done the walks and got a sore back, right? Yeah. And he said to me, but I've been across the Tay uh, Bridge and back. I thought, oh, well, I mean, that'll set you up for 26 yeah. miles. Yeah. How many times did he go across and back? Just the once? Once. That's not going to cut it. <laughs> Who is this? Who is that? He's going to, I'm going to hit give that guy a cuddy uh, back we'll the last see, seven miles. Honestly, I'll see Dave next week. But, um, so you guys are doing that. So you're saying, if you're doing the full thing, it yeah. goes from St. Andrews, it you go from through St. Andrews. Templeton Woods, that kind of way. Yeah, you go by, by St. Michael's, Templeton Woods, mm-hmm. through Tayport, obviously over the bridge. So your mate Dave will be well. He'll be fine. He'll that. be totally yeah. fine. He'll yeah. be right at home. Yeah. And then from there, uh, I'm not sure the exact route, but it's probably just a straight line straight much, through yeah. to Moneyfeath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm in the, uh, the Kiltwalk Village doing things. Hospitality or something. Just chilling. Well, you know, just uh, entertaining, I think. Aye, keep, okay. keep morale up, yeah. uh, apparently. But that's... Um, no, I think, it, I think it's brilliant. I think it's, it's a, a great it, cause it as well. It is a great cause, yeah. That's absolutely... It's, it's the first time that I've ever kind of dived into the, to help out a charity... Uh, as much as this uh, and yeah, it's my pleasure yeah. and like I say if you want to get more details and find out or donate even to the guys doing the kilt walk um, at Dundee United CT is their Twitter again if you want to get in touch with us we are at Dode Fox Podcast and we'll put you in touch with definitely and it's there uh, another event that's coming up on the 23rd of August is an evening with Andy McLaren it's going to be hosted by Paul Reed. Uh, proceeds going to the community trust to support their ongoing work in mental health and recovery in Dundee. Now, tickets for us are a tenner. Mm-hmm. It includes a pie and a pint or a soft drink. It is over 18s, not just for the bar license. Stories. There might be the odd questionable bit of language. Yeah. Um, doors open at 7 for a 7.30 start. We are going along to it. We're very excited by it. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a great night, but it is selling really Very really fast, well yeah. I think there was only three tables left so uh, if you yesterday. want to get your tickets um, if you go into the United website dundeeunitedfc.co.uk uh, there's a link to it in the news and we've shared that a couple of times as well on our social media uh, but it's going to be a great night I imagine there's about 200 people going there yeah. and it'll be a uh, yeah it's just going to be a great night and just some of the stories and mm. well anybody that's anybody that's that knows Andy's story. Uh, I'm sure that they'll be they'll be wanting to they'll be keen to come along to this. And also, he's previously been on uh, another podcast, the Open Goal yep. podcast, yeah, and that was excellent as well. He, so he's got plenty of stories to tell, uh, and his life story uh, alone, you know, it's, it's it's got highs and lows in it. So it should be great, and hopefully, I would imagine that they will focus mainly on United. Yes. Topics, but uh, it's, yeah, it'll be a pleasure to be to be an audience. That yeah, night. <laughs> yeah, it'll be good hearing some of those mm-hmm. rumored stories come to life. Yeah, I think it's probably the best of it. Yeah, so. I'm looking forward to that. Should yeah, be and I imagine Reedy knows a few of them. <laughs> probably. I wonder if it'll be edited. Yeah, well, hope not. Uh, so that's kind of we update for you for the community trust again. Uh, we'll 
hopefully uh, bring you more community trust use as it goes and stuff. Like I say, we, sh- we would have been the open day yesterday and heard a bit more, but we'll, we've brought you up to date with stuff like that. Uh, the United L- Women's team, there's no game this week. They've got a free week already. Yeah, it's the, <laughs> it's the I think it's the Scottish Cup this weekend. Okay. So I'm not sure if they've maybe been put out in the previous round or whatever, because uh, we've just started doing this. We're just mm. trying to keep tabs on them now. Yes. But, but they're absolutely... They, they do have a free week this week. Yeah. So it's uh, Hutchie Vale next week. Get your house on it. Get your house Get on Get your it. house on it. Yeah, I think uh, Jonas has done that already. His house is Good. on it. I thought I, th- I drove past a guy sleeping rough, actually. Aye, maybe aye. put it on the wrong team. He even made his work on Saturday for anyone he, that was worrying. So he, An absolute he, legend. He did. Well Sober done. away days are not... A, he's not a fan of No. Him. Anyway. Right, on this day to finish off, 12th of August. Back in time. Couple of matches to tell you about. Mm-hmm. Um, our first home game of the 2017-18 season, goals from Scott McDonald and Scott Fraser. We beat Queen of the South at Tanadice. The starting 11 that day were Harry Lewis, Mark Dunnan, William Edgen Gelly, Stuart Murdoch, Jamie Robson, Sam Stanton, Fraser Fivey, Billy King, Scott McDonald, Paul McMullen and James Keatings. James Keatings. I can, I can remember from that game, Paul McMullen had their right back on toast. He was absolutely skinning him. Yeah. And then something happened. There was a wee fracas on the halfway line in front of the, the Dode Fox. He got sent off for throwing a punch at the guy, double his size. And uh, his forearm seemed to dip after that game. But I do remember that game. And it's no wonder, looking at the defence, that uh, we conceded in that game, to well, be honest with you. I wasn't at that game. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why. Because I was on a team building weekend with work okay. on a yacht let's say a yacht it's just a boat I remember uh, this on the west coast sailed it up the west coast yes yeah. villages and towns we, we did we went to um, we went to Tarbert mm-hmm. we went to Cames we went to uh, I mean this is a football podcast about Dundee United you would never know um, and it was just Lachranza went there it was really good you just made that one up did you no I didn't I couldn't say that again. Franza, <laughs> uh, it was brilliant. It was really good. But yeah, we we missed that game because we, we missed the sending off. And yeah, it was yeah. when he got sent off. Someone said, "Oh, apparently threw a punch." Or they'd come yeah, on, Paul McMullen, come yeah. on. No, he did. He lashed out. He lashed out. So yeah, so I missed it. Scott Fraser come off the bench and, and scored the winner on that one. In two thousand, a Jim Patterson goal got us a one-one draw with Motherwell mm-hmm. uh, on duty that day. Alan Combe and Decent. goal. McQuillan, McCracken, Jesus, Hasnell Joffrey, Jason DeVos, legend, um, Jim Patterson, Joshim Fernandez, a hero. Don't remember. I don't remember much of him. I don't know why. And you are looking at me as if I should. I. I Is that did not he a big have Portuguese boy? Did it's he have guys by the throat? Guys are by the throat. No, sure, we might be getting mixed up here. I don't know. But anyway. I thought it was the Portuguese guy that scored in the last minute against Dundee. Maybe I'm that getting was mixed Faraz. up. Was Joachim Faraz. You're right. You you're were right. you were on one there. No, well I think it is then. I think it is that guy that you're Oh good. Yeah. Well done, Ron. <laughs> um Jamie Buckin, Davey Hanna, Stephen Thompson, and Alex, we paid half a million for him, Matthew. Just to give him his full name. Correct. Yeah. Uh, in 1997, we were on a European adventure. We were in the UEFA Cup. It was the second qualifying round. First leg away to Trabzonspor of Turkey. Yeah. And we lost 1-0 on the night. Yeah, penalty. Uh, Tommy McLean was the manager. We drew one all in the return leg, but we went out, obviously. And who scored? 
Oh, I'd be gay. I wouldn't. I don't know. I just spoke about him. I've just spoke about him. Faraz? No. no. Who? Andy McLaren. Oh, right. Okay. Scored a header. There's no way Andy McLaren scored a I'm header. I'm telling you. We, right. could, we could ask him about this <laughs> Q&A thing. Andy, question over here. Did you <laughs> score a header against Trab's own spot? He did. He did. He might not remember. Um, the team that night, by the way, for the away leg, Sieb in the goal. Morris Malpass, Eric Pedersen, Elvis, Stuart McKimmy. Jeez, Stuart McKimmy. Mark Perry also played. Mm-hmm. Jamie Dolan, Lars Zetterland, Davey Bowman, Robbie Winters, and Shell Olofsson. Big Shell. He's brilliant, wasn't he? He was, he was tremendous. He was tremendous. The thing is, he come in. Do you remember when he come in uh, to the club? And not one person would have looked at him and went, he's a footballer. Yeah. And he was brilliant. He was excellent. Great goals, left foot, right foot, head. Oh, he was excellent. Great. The, the Trabs on sport. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, and this is one of these famous Here we go. Dode Fox podcast facts, but I'm pretty sure that we signed one of their players the January after. I think we signed Jean-Jacques Missy Missy from them. Who lived up to his name. He did. Yeah, I don't think he played very often. He was hopeless. Maybe four or five games he or was, something. He was up there as hopelessness with Mavondo and Tangana. Yeah. Hopeless. Yeah, but he's, he should be in the Hall of Fame for falling on his arse at Dens and still managing to overhead kick across and almost score. Did he clear the uh, Eddie Thompson though? No, that's uh, solely reserves for Yannick. Uh, we did sign him from Trabzonspor on a free transfer, Jean-Jacques Missy Missy. There we go. He was also a sport in Lisbon. Um, I don't know how. Yeah, he didn't do very well. He played six games, did Jean-Jacques. Missy uh, Missy, what an unfortunate yeah. name for a boy that couldn't hit a barn door. Striker, hopeless. Anyway, that's the games out of the way. Uh, Signing-wise, in mm. 2005, we snapped up David Fernandez, after he was released by Celtic. He was brilliant. He was an excellent player, yeah. He he was a player. He scored seven goals in 32. His first goal, by the way, came in a 5-4 win against Motherwell at Fur Park. The other two goal scorers that day both got doubles. Mm -hmm. Jonas mentioned him last week, Lee Miller. It was one of his first games when he scored the 4-4, I think it was. Grant Brebner scored a double. Yeah. That day as well. But I thought Fernandez was a great player. He, yeah, he was, he was a very, very skillful player, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Only stayed for a season and we released him. And he played most of the season as I well. I know, I know. Yeah, I, I, I can remember I can remember not thinking that was the, the wisest move from the club. But again, who knows? Maybe he was getting paid silly money and we couldn't afford it. I don't know. But he was a good player. Yeah, he was very good. Uh, in 2011, Peter Houston signed a guy that he was never outspoken... He never, never really done anything against the grain. Went about his business quietly. Uh, got him from Blackburn Rovers. Gavin Gunning Gavin signed. Gunning. You know, I just I can't picture him. You know, somebody picking a ball up, or it would have been better if he had to pick the pen up and just headed out the room rather than signing. Yeah, well, so that was his first spell. Um, but he actually was pretty good he was alright yeah he was alright <laughs> yeah 53 games in the first this is first spell only scored 4 goals and obviously was uh, got the runners up medal in 2014 the less said about the uh, second spell the better yeah uh, and finally happy birthday to Scott Crabb 
who is 51 today. He signed. He was signed by Jim McLean in 1992. He made 71 appearances and scored eight goals. Yeah, Scotty Crabbe was all right. He was very unlucky with injuries. Every player you defend on here is unlucky. Um, I've noticed that. Roger is, Bowley was robbed. He absolutely was. was. Yeah. Jean Jacques. No, he was not unlucky. He was unlucky. He was unfortunate to have the surname. Now Missy, he's unfortunate. Missy. Scott Crabb was now unlucky. So how was he unlucky? He was unlucky. Uh, he was a good player. He was a massive jambo. He was an mm. absolute massive jambo. But uh, he just injuries. Injuries killed his United career. I'm sure he broke his leg taking a free kick for us once. <laughs> and I don't know why you're laughing. Because he, I'm pretty sure, I can't remember who the game was against, but he just come back from injury. And it was a midweek game and he's it's a free kick into the Eddie Thompson or the East Stand at the time. And he's he's stepped up to take it, he's run up to take it, slipped. I'm pretty sure he broke his leg. I mean, I believe you. You've got to. Because I was there. The amount of made up stuff we've done on this that mm-hmm. we and by the way, we are quite happily for you to correct us on social yeah. media. Well they have to, because we always get it wrong. You know, we're not Dode Fox Podcast and I await someone telling me he's mm. talking a lot of nonsense. Yeah, but Scott Crabb, he was at the team uh, when we won the cup. He mm-hmm. was he was part of the squad in 1994. I can't remember. I don't, he never played in the final. Not sure if he was on the bench or whatever. But uh, but yeah, I was watching the goal in the glory this past week, and I'm going to recommend it because uh, to to the fans out there who have got a Saturday afternoon free next Saturday, get on YouTube. Yeah. Get the goal and the glory on. It's it's not quite 90 minutes of your day, but it's 60 minutes of your day. And I'll just fill you with wonderful memories. What is uh, Craig Brewster sitting there in his Mizuno sweatshirt? He's got that on. Somebody had a Reebok. Davy Bowman. Davy Bowman, is it? Yeah. He's Morris. got a couple of players' limbs sitting next to him as well. He does, yeah. He? There's a couple of arms and a leg. Uh, Morris Maltbass is in. He's uh, looking absolutely resplendent in his book to tracky top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, it was a lovely wee trip down memory lane watching that through the week. Um, the Scott Crabb deal, by the way, uh, he joined United in '92 in an exchange deal that included Alan Preston plus a reported two hundred grand. Mm. I, I'm looking through things trying to see. I mean, he did. He played. Um, he got a broken leg that mm-hmm. sidelined for almost a year, and then he got another injury effectively ended his career at United. There's no mention of double leg breaks or anything, but if you made that up, I'm I'm happy with that. I'm on. I'm damn near certain that he broke his leg taking a free kick. He played until he was 39, but not for us. No, played at Alloa, Albion Rovers, Wraith Rovers, and uh, East Fife till 2007. Alloa and East Fife. Mm. I don't like their teams. <laughs> Shouldn't be speaking about their teams on this podcast. Tough places to go. They are tough, pla- tough places to they go. Are. Hard teams to beat, says the English Pogba. Jeez. Anyway, um, on behalf of everyone, all our audience, we wish you well in the kilt walk on uh, on Sunday. Thank you very much. Um, I'm not saying you need it, but I think you need it. I don't. I absolutely don't need it. <laughs> Preparation. That's all it is. Yeah, it's going to be good. So, there's how many of them? How many of you guys are doing? That's about twenty. Years, I think there's about twenty eight from the the community oh, trust. I'm not sure how many other charities and lunatics yeah. are doing this. Twenty four. <laughs> Did I say that? Sorry. I'm not sure how many other people are doing this. That yeah. should be good. But we do we do wish you well. Uh, we look forward to hearing... Uh, well, you'll get your own section on the podcast next week. Perfect. Of, of how it was. From Ward 17. Yes, and you're doing the full 
26 miles, you're doing the full one as yes. well, yeah. which I think is brilliant. Uh, if you want to get more details on anything like that, like I say, we will tweet them up. We are at Dode Fox Podcast. Uh, if you need anything on the Community Trust, because there's loads of events we've mentioned today, it's at Dundee United CT. That's on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we'll be back with episode eight next week after Paul's recovery of the walk. Uh, do please keep liking, retweeting, subscribing, getting involved. And if you can, leave us a, a rating. And a review on Apple Podcasts, it does help it grow. Uh, it's been brilliant to have everyone listening and, and getting involved, and we, we do love interacting with it as well. Thank you again to Matthew for giving us the print to give away. Mm-hmm. Uh, well done to Brian for winning that, and we look forward to his selfie with it. It's got <laughs> to be. It's got to be. We'll post that out as well, buddy. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, we'll be back next week with episode eight. It is a free week, of course, next week, so get the goal and the glory on. Settle in, and it'll all be fine. Podcast.